I love to sit and look through those holy pages And read about the eternal rock of ages See all that God has done, the battles he has won The great prophecies unfold In every book from Genesis to Revelation I see his loving grace and this great salvation Brings courage to my soul, for I know he's in control. I believe every word is true. Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious... It's time now for the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. So get your Bible, a pen, and your Bible study notebook as we journey through the truths of God's Word. And now with today's Timeless Truth, here's Pastor Walt. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 21. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 21. Now, we were looking at the critics last time in chapter 20 that were coming out of the woodwork and really starting to bear down on him. And so he continues in chapter 21 in the first four verses where something happens that he comments on and then he turns around and gives them what is known as the Olivet Discourse, which is in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. Now, Matthew's gospel gives the most detailed account of it, and we will look at Luke and Matthew's account. But first, let's take a look at the uh, last thing before he goes through this time of this is the end times, what's going to happen to you who are the Jewish nation. There's a widow. And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. Here is a look at what's behind your giving. They were giving to be seen of men. We see that in other passages. When we look at this, we see a widow who was willing to give because it was in her heart to give. It was a lot of money for her. It may not have been anything to some of those people that were there because they are rich. They're, they're putting in much more, and yet it's just a mere little bit of what they have. But she put in all that she had. Now, the Bible makes it very, very clear that every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. The Greek word there is hilarios, from which we get our word hilarious. God loves a really cheerful giver. And so we need to be that way. But then I also want you to know that there is also the fact that the Bible makes it very clear in Matthew 6, 21. And again, this is in the Sermon on the Mount. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. You, you show me where you put your treasure, and that's where your heart. Your heart's in where you put your money. The places where you want to be and go and invest in shows your heart. And so we see those things. We saw the rich man, you know, sell everything out and come and follow me. And he was very, very disturbed by that. He, he didn't like that at all. Giving is much more than just giving a, a certain amount. It is a sacrificial giving. It's giving because we love the Lord. It's giving because we believe in the Lord. 
The rich gave out of their abundance, but she gave out of sacrificial giving. She gave out of her need and desire to give to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we see the last thing here before he then begins to foretell the destruction of the temple and all the things that were going to befall them in the future days. We get to verse number 5 and Luke 21, and then Matthew chapter number 24, we will take a look at this Olivet Discourse. Now, this temple evidently was pretty uh, spectacular in some senses because Herod, who was a very wicked man and left a trail of blood behind him, yet he did allow the Jewish temple to be improved because he loved architecture and he wanted to make it beautiful. And so they were kind of prideful about that place. And so in Luke's gospel, as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned. See, look at it. Look how beautiful it is with the goodly stones and gifts. He said, as for these things which ye behold, the days will come in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now I'm going to jump over to Matthew. Because in Matthew's gospel, he says it like this. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say to you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Now, Matthew gives more details than Luke, but they give some of the same. I'll go back to Luke, and I'll read here in verse number uh, 7 or 8. Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in divers or various places, and famines and pestilence and fearful sights, and great signs, and there shall be from heaven. But before all these they shall lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you to the synagogues and prisons, being brought before the kings and rulers for my name's sake, and it shall return to you for a testimony. And on and on it goes. It talks about uh, I'll give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to resist. He talks about all that. But then I'm going to jump back over to Matthew 24. Let's see how he puts it. Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name. He has the word many, saying, I am Christ. Same thing. And shall deceive many, lead astray. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of war. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, and pestilence, and earthquakes in divers places. And then listen to this phrase. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and they shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. The Jews have been hated for 
uh, his namesake all through and many will be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets now we go from false teachers to false prophets shall deceive many and because iniquity shall abound because sin and iniquity will just that lawlessness that wickedness will grow and grow and grow listen to this the love of many shall wax cold I believe we're seeing the beginning stages of that right now the love of many is waxing cold. There are so many people that are going in the hate direction and the social media platforms. You see the ones that are nice on it. You see the ones that are hateful on it. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And on and on it goes. I'm going to jump back to Luke because there's a verse in Luke that I really want to get to that I believe will help us in this and he says, verse number 20, And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed about with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee into the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter thereinto. For these be days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And trust me, everything that God said was going to happen is going to happen. But woe unto them that are with child, and then that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem, here it is, shall be trodden down to the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. There is a time factor. That time factor will be until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There is this section of time in which God has turned to the Gentiles and allowed us to get in through the gospel and through the descendants of Japheth, which is the largest of the three sons, that's where all the major people basically have sent the gospel around the world. And so we see the gospel going. But there will come a time when the time of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. And it goes like this. The Jews were set on the shelf and transferred out while the Jews were transferred in. That transition book is the book of Acts. And Paul said, I turn to the Gentiles. I believe right now we are seeing that transition phase from the Gentiles to the Jews. How long that transition will be, don't know. Book of Acts was several years. We will see how that goes. But that is what he said. And then he talks about the signs in Luke 21, 25. In the sun, the moon, the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations and perplexity, and the sea and the waves um, roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and looking after those things which are coming on earth, the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And we're talking about Israel, not the rapture. And I want to give you the signs that Israel is to be looking for. There are no signs to the rapture. The signs are to the Jews. We leave seven years uh, before the tribulation. We leave right before the tribulation, that seven-year period that the Jews will go through. So I want to give you the signs. Sign number one, based on Matthew 24 and Luke 21, is deception. Deception. Many shall come, false prophets and false Christ. They will claim that they are Christ. And they will actually deceive, not a few, they will deceive many. There's a lot of deception today. And people fall for it because they don't go search to see if it's true. I'm amazed, honestly, at how many people don't 
look and see if what's being said about our country is really true of our country. Uh, they'll say that we are a democracy when we're not. When a lady asked Benjamin Franklin, uh, what did you give us, sir? He replied back, a republic, ma'am, if you can keep it. It's a constitutional republic. And we pledge allegiance to the republic for which it stands. We, we need to understand that Hitler said if you tell a lie loud enough and long enough, the people will believe it. We need to make sure that we're getting the truth out of the word of God when it comes to what we believe and stand on. We stand on God's word. So as we come to this, we see deception. Secondly, we see disruption, wars and rumors of war that must come to pass with nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Goodness gracious, we have had wars and rumors of wars for as long as I can remember, and there doesn't seem to be any end to it, but it seems like now there's just constantly, constantly things happening all the time. We look and we see all kinds of hot spots around the world with frictions, and we're constantly looking. Are we going to have an issue with nuclear war in North Korea? Are we going to have an issue with Iran, with the nuclear war? Are we going to have an issue with this and that and the other? We're always seeing this unrest and unruliness. There is disruption. We get uh, uh, just a storm in the Gulf, and they shut down the oil wells just for a little bit, and there's no damage, and yet we still have gas uh, go up. We have disruption. Thirdly, there's discrimination. In discrimination, we see the discrimination or the prejudice against the Jews, God's chosen nation. It says they will be handed over and killed, and families will be against each other. I read those scriptures. And they're just one after another. And the Jews have been hated, discriminated against. In fact, the first major discrimination against them for no reason was Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. They were there. They were there by the welcomeness of Pharaoh because of Joseph. And everything was fine. And there was no issues until there rose up a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. After Joseph died and the generation after him died, there came up a Pharaoh that did not have any recollection or learned anything about Joseph nor read any history about him and decided that he needs to just clamp down on these Jews before they grow so much that they join the enemies of theirs and then throw them out. And so he took off on that direction. Fourthly, there's declaration. In the declaration, he said that there is an endurance, there's abiding. You have to hang in there. The gospel of the kingdom will be preached, and it will hang in there to the very end. Don't throw in the towel. God's coming back to get you and bring you back to him. See, he's already got us. That is going to turn to his own, and he is going to bring them back to belief. He's already bringing them back now in unbelief. But there's coming a day when they'll come back in belief and they will actually say, where did you get those prints in your hand? He'll say, in the house of my friends. And Israel will finally look on the one whom they have pierced. That day is coming. So we see that there is a, a incredible declaration. Then we see there's danger. There's danger. My goodness, can you see the danger that's going on there? The desolation of the danger. Ruination. Up to this point, the signs have been general. Now they're getting pretty specific. When you see 
the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet. Then it's time to flee for great tribulation such as never has been will come and the people will say they are Christ. There is going to be all kinds of desolation that will occur. And my goodness, that's going to be a hard time. When you see the, the tribulation and the devastation upon this earth because of all of those uh persecutions and tribulations, those things that take one-third of the grass, one-third of the trees, one-third of the water turns to blood, or and then those that become permanent and take the rest of it, and the fish die and stink. And what an incredible, you think that Pharaoh saw ruination? I mean, remember what the people of Egypt said? They said, do you not know that Egypt lies in ruins, Pharaoh? Are you not getting this? It's coming, and they're going to see that. Then number six, description, description. The description of the fig tree. We'll look at that in just a little bit. That's the, at the end of chapter number 21 where he speaks a parable to them. We see disposition. Here we see the outlook. Watch. Be ready. I mean, just understand, children of, of Israel, be ready. He's trying to get them ready for what's coming, but they don't listen. So we see these dangerous desolation description disposition times now when we get to chapter number 21 of luke we see that their days of vengeance verse 22 we see woe unto them they're even with child at that time it'd be better them not to because it's going to be so bad we see they're going to fall by the edge of the sword in verse 24 of luke 21 they'll be led away captive into all nations and jerusalem shall be trodden down of the gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs, okay, wonders, in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth. There's already lots of signs that we see going on in those areas today. But I also find it interesting that uh, there will be signs with men's hearts failing them for fear. Can you imagine that? This is going to be a time of fear. In fact, you look at the tribulation period, and it talks about men hiding from the 100-pound uh, hailstones, praying to die. They don't want to go through this anymore. They want to die. It's so bad. That's the kind of thing that is coming on. So he speaks a parable to them, and he takes this parable, and he says, Behold the fig tree and all the trees. Now, when we take a look at the fig tree, we're looking at a illustration it's a parable to get something out of it and here's what he says when they now shoot forth you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand so likewise when you see these things come to pass know ye that the kingdom of God is at hand so what the first thing we see is these signs bring them to see that they're near the end where they're going to be brought back and have this tribulation time now you, of course you remember the antichrist will make a peace treaty with them for three and a half years but then break it and then it's going to be just pandemonium for the jews and they're going to run to uh, probably petra to be shielded and there's going to be all kinds of devastation now watch this here is what's going to happen in the end times Jesus Christ is going to come back with us at the end of that tribulation period and set up his kingdom. In the meantime, they're going to be in trouble. 
there's going to be all kinds of things happening. So when you look and you see all of these things that I have just told you about, you know, like the fig tree, when you see it sprouting forth, you know that summer's nigh because it's starting to branch out. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. When this starts to happen, he had told him about the kingdom of God. That kingdom is the millennial kingdom coming up that they will be a part of, that you and I will be a part of, that will set and settle forever the scriptures, that there would be someone to rule on the throne of David forever, Jesus Christ, in the lineage of David through Mary and Joseph, the legal father, and all will be set right. And in that thousand years, there will still be lost people, but no devil to energize them. And it will be a rule of peace. But at the end of that thousand years, the devil will be loosed for a season. And I like that. For a season. And he goes out one more time to deceive and to snare the nations. And he gets a bunch of them together one more time, and then God stops the whole thing and says, enough is enough. So we'll see that the end times were coming. Now, we already know that we're looking forward to the rapture, which people laugh at us about. We're looking forward to going before all that tribulation occurs. And so Peter is aware of that. And when he writes, he says, knowing this first, that this shall come in the last days, I believe we're there, scoffers, mockers, walking after their own lusts and saying, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. And later on, he says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. You're not, God's not boxed into a timetable. Uh, his timing is is perfect and his timing is nothing like ours what we consider to be long time to him is nothing so it's not a long time the lord is not slack concerning his promise he's not he's not slacked off as some men count slackness but as long suffering he is very 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 patient very very long suffering to all of us and not willing that any should perish he doesn't want any one of us to perish he is long suffering to us we're not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance he wants everybody to be saved but you got to want to it's got to be when the spirit of god convicts you you say yes you say no he, he's not going to make you because it's not what he's right he wants people to go to heaven because they want to go because they love him then he says seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved what manner of persons ought you to be hmm what's that all about well he says, the day of the Lord will come as the thief of the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation, your lifestyle and godliness? How should you be living, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Now, I'll tell you this. God can burn it up any way he wants to, but uh, nuclear... Uh, war would do that and not saying that's how he's going to do it he can do it any way he wants to but nuclear war would do that a nuclear uh, thing going off would cause elements to melt and one day this earth is going to melt but let me tell you something i'm not worried about someone pushing the button while i'm here because god has the timetable of when he's going to allow it that is it so the day of the lord it comes as a thief in the night and the bible says if we knew when the thief was coming we would have been ready we would have been armed and ready to deal with that. So here's what he says. 
he says, and after the fig tree, and he tells him about that, you know it's that I at hand. He says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves. Now listen, that is an imperative. He is commanding them. You take heed. You need to take heed right now and beware lest at any time your hearts be overcharged, overcharged, burdened to be heavy with surfeiting, surfeiting. Uh, that has the idea of being a shooting pain. You're, you'd be over with pains and drunkenness and cares of this life. Drunkenness, not sober, not alert with the cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. That should never happen. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Now again, he's talking to the Jews. But may I say unto you, the rapture should not overtake you as a surprise. You should live in light of leaving. That means simply this. Don't plant your roots too deep down here. Put all your treasures over there, but live here as if you'll be here again tomorrow and need to work for him and bring people under the sound of the gospel, but work in such a way that everything you do brings honor and glory to him so that if he comes, you're living correctly, you're right, and you're ready to go. It should not overtake you as a thief in the night. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always. That's what he's telling the Jews, and that's for us. By the way, watch, that is an imperative. And pray always. Watch. You need to be alert. You need to be vigilant. You need to be awake. You need to be diligently looking and praying because if you don't it's going to get hold of you you need to stay in touch with your heavenly father that you may be accounted worthy to escape all of these things again he's talking to the jews but you and i can apply this to us that shall come to pass and to stand before the son of god listen we're going to suffer some persecution and we're not too bad here in america yet it may come before the rapture we may have some issues but there are places right now where you know you could die because you believe in Christ and you will find yourself with your own family hunting you down and it's happening all over the world he said listen you need to be careful you need to watch you need to pray you need to be accounted worthy you need to be ready before the Son of God and in the daytime he was teaching in the temple and at night he went out and abode in the mount that is called the Mount of Olives and all the people came early in the morning to him in the temple for to fear him the last verse of chapter number 21 we see uh, that's a lot in there and if we spend a lot of time we could really get deep in it but this is not for trying to get deep this is to give you a good uh, grasp of the book of Luke but I'm here to tell you the Jews have signs you and I know that those signs point to their time when they come to the tribulation and how God will take care of them we go out seven years or go out before that seven years sooner we need to be ready to go father help us to watch and to pray and to be ready and to be willing always to give a reason of the hope that lies within us to occupy till you come but not to put down the roots deeply down here for our citizenship our conversation is in heaven we are just pilgrims passing through we love you and we thank you lord in jesus name amen and amen this is Pastor Walton praying that you have an absolutely wonderful 
and awesome Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me through and through. I believe every word is true. Oh, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word, it thrills me You've been listening to the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. You can send all correspondence to tttbroadcasts at gmail.com. Tune in again next week for another Timeless Truth.